more than 90 years, St. Cloud State Hockey has had a home in the Granite City. Boasting two Hockey Hall of Famers in Frank Brimsek and the late Herb Brooks, many players and coaches have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey lore. With former St. Cloud State greats like Mark Parrish and Brett Hedekin, to more recent standouts like Jack Ashan and Jimmy Schultz, two Patty Kazmaier Award finalists and 16 Division I All-Americans have paved the way for current St. Cloud State men's and women's teams to continue the Huskies hockey tradition. This week's guest is one of many who have made their mark on St. Cloud State hockey history as the Huskies Warming House podcast presents this week's Healthy Scratch interview segment. Welcome back to the Dan Huskies Warming House podcast fans. Episode number 52 of the Healthy Scratch interview segment. And Nick, uh, I think between you and I, even in the pre-show here, we can say this one was an absolute doozy. Uh, we had the captain of the St. Cloud State men's hockey team, Spencer Meyer, join us this week. And uh, he spoke like an eloquent captain would. Uh, what do the fans have to look forward to uh, as some of the really, uh, quite honestly, pretty hilarious topics uh, that Spencer went through for us today? A lot of storytelling. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a, a side of Spencer Meyer. I know I said this before, but uh, a lot of uh, a side of him that I think most people don't really get to see. Um, I know that uh, there's going to be some some laughter. There's going to be some seriousness. But overall, I'm a very well-spoken human being. And I think it's going to be a really fun listen to the folks who are tuning in. Yeah, a consummate professional and a, kind of a consummate professional by trade. Uh, it kind of runs in the family, if you will, and you'll get to hear all about that. And we won't keep you waiting. Episode number 52, the Healthy Scratch interview segment with Spencer Meyer. to this week's Healthy Scratch interview segment, the road edition you can see. I'm actually in the car. I am parked safely, though. Nick Maxson, again, joined by Noah Grant. And this week's guest, very excited to have him on, is the Huskies men's hockey captain and Sartell native Spencer Meyer. Spencer, thank you again for joining us this afternoon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Spencer, uh, happy to have you on the show. I, You know what was kind of interesting to think about? I was looking back into your stats because apparently show preparation is important. I... You are four games away from your hundredth game in a St. Cloud State uniform. Did you ever think as a little kid coming from Sartell that not only would you pull on the St. Cloud State sweater, but you would almost be hitting the century mark in games played uh, in your junior year here? Yeah, that's actually, uh, I had no idea that was uh, the case. So uh, thanks for letting me know that. But uh, no, I never would have thought, I mean, when I was a kid, I'd come, you know, ever since I could walk, I'd come with my dad, my mom to these games. Like I, I lived, lived and dreamed. And like, I've watched these, I've watched the Huskies all the time and they were my fav, favorite team growing up. And I'd go, I'd go to the games, I'd come back and we have a pond in the backyard and I'd be like, dad, like we're going skating. Like I'm going to pretend like I'm Garrett roll out here, you know, like playing. Uh, so I've loved these guys and I've dreamed of it ever since. And, you know, freshman year, I, I can still remember, I mean, the first practice even, it wasn't even a game. I was just like, wow, I'm practicing with the Huskies here. I'm on the team. Like, this is, this is unreal. So yeah. Cool. Uh, well, we're going to get to uh, your dad, Kevin, in a second, but uh, I do want to mention uh, Garrett Rowe because it's actually a pretty interesting story that goes back to uh, the jersey number that Garrett Rowe wore, number nine, your number nine as well. Uh, can you kind of tell us the story of the sweater number of number nine and also a story about uh, your sister having a familiar number in her closet as well? Yeah, so growing up, um, I always, uh, you know, we would pick players to watch and favorite players and 
I actually got to know um, I would stand by the glass and John Swanson, number 26, would always slip me a puck like every game. It was me and him. We had this connection. Like he he saw me and I, I was getting the puck. So I got, I don't know how many pucks from John downstairs in the basement. But um, then my sister's was Garrett Rowe. It was her favorite player. So we actually, um, you know, we'd make signs and mine would be for uh, Swanee and hers would be for Rowe. And uh, we actually both got to get pictures from them and we got sticks from them. And it's actually a crazy story. Um, and so fast forwarding, um, now Swanee is, uh, helping, um, train us in the summers and stuff like that. Um, so he's my trainer and he's been my trainer for a while now. And, uh, it's just kind of crazy how that all worked out. Uh, so like I said, my sister wore number nine and she got a Garrett road Jersey. And, uh, then when I went to Fargo, I picked number 26, um, because watching Swanee, that was my favorite number 26 and it stuck with me then obviously when i got here uh Brodsky has 26 um and uh i got i got the call from minxy our e- equipment guy and he's like what number do you want to wear we have like 29 9 i don't know what other numbers were available and i was like i'll take nine you know and then i didn't even you know, I went home and I told my mom and dad, I'm going to be wearing number nine. And they were like, oh, my God, that's so crazy because Maddie, you know, loved Garrett Rowe. And now I'm wearing nine. And then actually, like, a couple of days later, I got home from training and training or wherever I was. And there was this little nine jersey on the counter with Spencer on it. And my mom's come down. She's like, oh, my God, Spencer, you'll never believe what I found. Like, I, I was going through your old stuff and, like, I found this jersey you had when you were a kid with the number nine on it. And ironically, you picked number nine. Like, I don't know, it was wild. It's just kind of crazy. That's very, very wild, Spencer. Um, it's always it's always fun to hear the, those kind of stories, of, you know, picking numbers. And for you, it's obviously special. I want to go back to, uh, you know, just because you, you sound like you spent a lot of time with the Herbrooks National Hockey Center as a kid, and now especially, um, you know, it's pretty much your life right now. I mean, especially yeah. playing there and uh, practicing. But take us through a little bit about, I guess, this season. And, you know, we, we've asked numbers of players, you know, how it's been playing at the Her. I mean, we, it is home ice, but without the fans there, I mean, you've spent a lot of time here as a kid, as a fan, and now obviously as a player. How different has this season been for you as far as playing in front of essentially an empty Herbrooks National Hockey Center? Yeah, it's been really different. Um, you know, I always – want to start off with this when I get asked this question is that we're so blessed to be able to be playing, you know, the NCHC did a very good job of um, like with the pod and the two different reagents that they set it up, set it up for us. And um, you know, you look out East and they're having some hard times, you know, playing and they're getting cases and they're not playing very many games. So I just want to start out with, we're very blessed to play. It sucks that there's no fans, but we are, pretty pretty lucky to be playing a full season and stuff like that but like you said ever since the pod uh which was weird you know you're in a hotel you're playing every you know day or every three days like a pro schedule which was cool but now like you said back at back at the herb um i think our first series um at the herb was against duluth after christmas break and you know as a player and especially as a kid come to these games when i was younger you know, when Duluth or Minnesota or North Dakota, 
nothing against like the other teams, but when there's a team close by, Tom, I'm going to play at the Herb. It's like the you. It's like the ticket to have. Like the place is going to be sold out. It's going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. So when you're playing Duluth and you look up or you score a goal and you know there's no noise or there's you know nothing like that. It it is different. Um, you know, and the when you have like that good shift in the zone or it's a long 45 second shift and you're just working on them and all of a sudden the crowd starts going nuts. You know, that's as a player that gets your team going, you know, that gets you going. So I think we definitely miss that aspect or, you know, some, some nights, you know, you're going, but you just need that little extra push to just get over the hump. And, you know, those fans could really do that for you some nights. So you do, you do really miss the fans and the noise because the herb, when it's rocking, it's, it's loud in there. The noise echoes off the walls and it's, it's pretty cool to play in. Yeah, 3,000 fans uh, approximately going to be in attendance uh, during the Frozen Faceoff in Grand Forks uh, this upcoming weekend here. I, speaking of goals, Spencer, uh, a fun little tidbit that I have in my notes here. Do you remember who you scored your first collegiate goal against? Uh, I know it was against Duluth. Was Shepard playing that night? Uh, can we say that he was? Because I want to see him let one in. I, I, power play marker, January 12th of 2019. I, more interesting, I, you seem to like not scoring at home, but more over on the road. I, I, your first assist of your career, do you know where those came from? Uh, first, uh, That was Boston College, I believe. Boston College, you had three that night on October 25th of 2018. Yeah. Some, some nights you just have it. You know, I don't know if it's not some nights you uh as a da man you just get the puck to the net and score and uh it goes in so uh but that year i mean this year too we can pass the puck to the forwards and they'll skate it and they'll score and all you did was pass it to them on the break or pass you know so it's pretty nice when you have uh skill like that up on the front end so yeah, but, but where I was going to go with that, uh, uh, a moment in which fans would have been uh, absolutely rocking was your 75 games with the Fargo four, six goals, 34 assists for 40 points. Uh, you listed it as the most memorable uh, moment of your hockey career to date, uh, winning the USHL Clark Cup in 2018. Can you kind of take us uh, through that experience and also what it was like to live in the amazing state of North Dakota? <laughs> yeah, that was an experience uh, to start off the year you know, I didn't, uh, I was drafted by Fargo. I played one game with mine on, uh, after my high school season and going into camp, I had a good camp. I ended up making the team. Um, and then I, we went there in the, in the fall to start our preseason, uh, camp and Kerry Eads was just like, Spence, you've had a good pre a preseason, but honestly, you know, you might be a one game, a guy, we ate a weekend, you know, where we play you, Friday and then you sit Saturday or vice versa. So I was, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I like to prove people wrong. You know, I've never had, you know, a lot of recognition going through my hockey career growing up in Saratel. It's a smaller town. Um, I've never really made any high performance stuff or whatever. So there's, you know, all that stuff, all the awards that doesn't really phase me. So I was like, you know, all right, whatever, here we go. And then sure enough, that first game I'm scratched. And I think I was fortunate enough to where a couple of our D, I think it was a scrappy game. They got actually suspended the next game. So then I went in and uh, ever since then, I, you know, I played really well that first game. And ever since then, I just kind of started to roll. And then I was on the power play unit and the PAK unit. And I 
had a great year. So it worked out. Um, the team was awesome. Uh, Fargo, Fargo is actually, you know, most people, when they think of North Dakota, like they're like, Oh, nothing's in North Dakota. Like absolutely nothing. There isn't, uh, which there's not, but Fargo, like can you like Fargo, like if people would like, like, so I, I was there for like a year and at first I was like, okay, like Fargo, North Dakota, you know, whatever. You know. <laughs> but like, there's actually a ton of stuff to do there. Like they got the a huge shields. They got a great mall. There's like, there's stuff everywhere. They have like three high schools, like West Fargo. I don't know, like the golf five course now, five now. Yeah. It's huge. And the, the rink is so nice. And, uh, the training facilities there were perfect. Um, so it was a great experience. And then obviously our team was good and, uh, going down the stretch run was fun through the, through, through the playoffs. And, um, it was just, we had an amazing team. And I think with juniors, a big thing is to have that team, you know, that team bond where sometimes in juniors, you don't have that because you got guys on their own page, just worrying about themselves. And I think we really had that. Um, it took, it took us all the way and it, it was definitely a fun year. You know, I started out, um, I don't know if you have time for a quick story. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't think Mark, uh, will be listening to this. But Mark is listening to this. Uh, I am sorry. Well, I'm not, I mean, this isn't going to be like rude, but um, so I started out with a temporary billet family because they were my new billets or my billets that I was supposed to billet with were moving houses. So they didn't want me in there when we were going through the moving process and stuff like that. So my temporary billet, um, Mark, uh, he was, he was a dandy. He would, uh, He's he was a great guy. He, you know, he loved to watch me play and he'd do anything for me, but, uh, a, fun, a funny little steak story. So I don't know if he was just forgetful or, or what, but the first time I was there the first night, he's like, Hey, since you're, you know, we're going to have steak, uh, how do you like your steak done? I was like, uh, you know, medium is fine. You know? Um, so I get up there and it's, it's like mooing still. Like it's definitely, it's very rare. And so I eat it, you know, like it's steak, it's whatever. And I don't want to like, it's my first night there. So I don't want to like make them feel bad. So then a week goes by and we're having steak again. And he goes, Hey Spence, you know, how would you like your steak done? I was like medium, you know, kind of like medium please. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we get up there and it's, it's again, it's mooing. And I'm like, what is going on? So, I, you know, I eat it again and like, I'm, I'm new to this billet thing. Like I, it's, you know, billets, like you're living with a new family. You want to be like nice. And like, you, you know, you're, it's, it's all new to me. So I don't really know what to do. Like, and it's not like I can talk to my dad and be like, Hey dad, you know, put this thing back on the grill for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I eat it and then a week goes by, uh, we're having steak again. And a previous player is actually, uh, visiting. So he asked me, I'm like, medium, please medium. And I get up there and I'm not kidding. He says his name, uh, the other player's name was Shane. Mark goes, Hey Shane, you sit here. Cause this one's more done. Uh, Spencer, you have to sit here because this is the rarest. <laughs> I'm just like, what, did, what am I going, what's going on here? So the best part about the story is a couple days later, they're going to Dairy Queen. 
um, the family is. And they're like, Hey Spence, do you want us to pick you up a blizzard or something from Dairy Queen? I was like, I was like, absolutely. I'll take a Reese's blizzard, you know? So I'm sitting there. Um, all of a sudden I get a phone call from Mark. I'm like, what the heck? He goes, Hey Spence, uh, bad news. They're all out of, uh, Snickers blizzards. What, what kind of, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'll take a Reese's. He goes, all right, Reese's sounds good. They have that. I was like, yeah, I know they have that. That's what I have. <laughs> so that's kind of a funny story there. And I, like I said, I love Mark and he's a great guy. And so if he does hear that Mark, I'd love you and thank you for building me. But, uh, that was just kind of a funny story, but yeah, we w- went to go win and it was an awesome experience and coach Eads and Pierre Paul Lambeau and Eli were great coaches and I, I still stay in touch with them and they're great people. So it was a fun year. Forget, forgetful, forgetful. Yeah. Uh, you know, fun oh, yeah. fact, fun fact about uh, the city of Fargo. It's a little over 200,000 people. It's actually uh, one third of the entire population of North Dakota. So that's where all the action is happening. Uh, pretty much on the Red River there in Grand Forks would be your two best bets to go. Uh, but speaking of being forgetful, Spencer, uh, your father, Kevin, kind of mentions about being um, forgotten when he travels places with you because everyone wants to see you and kind of talk about what you're doing. But let's not forget, Kevin was a standout ball player at St. Cloud State in the mid-90s. So we got to give him his props here. Fifth all, to- fifth all time in on-base percentage, 10th all time in St. Cloud State history for batting average with a 430. Uh, and 23rd in slugging percentage, most runs and hits in a single game with six, March 1995 versus Incarnate Word. Uh, Spencer, you played a little ball yourself. Uh, did you? Do you ever think uh, that you would have ended up being a good ball player had you continued on the on the ball route for Sartell? I think so. Uh, you know, I was always pretty pretty good when I was growing up. You know, my dad like the biggest thing like we actually uh, we actually got him a shirt for Christmas once because like if I was at home like he would do the pond in the backyard and in the summer uh, he'd have wiffle balls and you know, tease for me to hit off of and all that. And he was like, if, if he would get home and I'd be playing video games or something, it'd be like, what are you doing? Get the hell out. (laughs) So I, we actually got him a shirt one, one year for Christmas because my sister was a soccer player and a track runner. So my dad bought like a real life size, not real life size, but pretty close to a life size soccer net and put it and put it in the backyard. And I think we had 20 soccer balls by the time we were done. And like my sister like had to go out there and kick balls like each day or else like my dad would be like, what are you doing? You know, you gotta be great. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you know, be great at it. Don't just be average. So we got him a straight one credit one Christmas. And that it says uh, on the back, it says only if you want to be great, you know, and it's got like his quotes on it. It says Kevin on it. So He's always big about like, don't be average at what you do. Like be good. If you're going to do it, be good at it. So um, I would always hit, hit balls and we'd go to practice probably an hour before and he'd hit me ground balls. I'd be at shortstop and he'd be wailing them at me, you know? Um, and we'd always do hit, hit and practice. Like if it was nice outside, we were not staying inside. Like he would just not have it. Um, so, but I love the guy and I think, you know, if I would have stayed playing baseball, you know, I don't know where it would have took me, but I've always loved hockey and that just took over. So, you know, Spencer, it sounds like your, your family's got a big influence to you. And, you know, it, you, you talk about your dad's, you know, motivation to not be great. And, you know, was it a big 
I guess, driving force for you when you, know, you talk about earlier, you know, with your days in, in juniors about how, you know, you, you may be played one night and then set another. Was that kind of a voice that kept you going through and kept, kind of kept pushing you to become better? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was, you know, both my parents, you know, whatever I'd call them or, you know, I remember that year I, you know, I was like, God, I want to, I really want to make Fargo. Like I really want to make Fargo. Uh, nothing against Minot, but I was like, I don't, you know, I don't want to go back to Minot, you know, Fargo's close to home. Like you guys can come watch Minot's eight hours away, you know? Um, so then when he told, when he told me that I was like, you know, all those thoughts coming through your hand, uh, come through your head and, I was like, oh, I'm going to be cut. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get traded because I'm not playing a lot. But then, you know, you call my parents and, you know, my dad and my mom are just like, keep going. You know, you've shot two, two of any pucks. You've worked too hard to just uh, give up, you know. So they were just like, not that I was going to give up in hockey, but give up in uh, Fargo. But they were just like, keep going. Like, prove them wrong. Like, you're, you're meant to be there. So that's, they're definitely a driving force in my life. And whenever something's going wrong or, you know, they're in the back of my head, like, you know, keep going. Only if you want it to be great, you know. And then I guess, Spencer, to follow up on that, you know, when St. Cloud did come calling, when you figured out you were going to be coming to this university, what was it like? What were the emotions running through your head when this was, you know, I most, you know, a childhood dream coming true? What did it really feel like? It was absolutely a dream come through. I actually, um, I, you know, we, me and my dad, like, I didn't know what the whole, we didn't know, I didn't have an agent at the time. Um, we didn't know like how the college processes work. You know, we didn't know how things go, the recruiting process. And I actually was talking to Northern Michigan um, when the Huskies started to talk to me as well. And, um, you know, we were like, holy cow, you know, North, Northern Michigan is taught, is wants to give you a, a scholarship. And like my parents were like, oh my God, like, that's crazy. Like we would never thought, you know, and then all of a sudden St. Cloud comes calling and, I had no doubt in my mind that obviously I wanted to come to St. Cloud. I mean, I've been watching them since I was four. So, I mean, I always, it gets old cause I always say it, but it's, it's literally a dream come true. Like when I got that call, I was ecstatic. Um, it's actually, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but uh, so uh, this one might come back to haunt me from my buddies, but uh, I'm, I, I don't we know. won't tell anybody. We promise. <laughs> so it was the night that I committed and uh, we're at Texas Roadhouse and I drove down from Fargo because I knew I was going to be talking uh, with Bob Mosco at the time. Um, so I was told E, it does like, hey, can I go meet with my uh, parents to just talk things out and stuff like that. So I drove down and we're at Texas Roadhouse and I still remember getting the call and I like run outside because I don't want to talk to him in Texas Roadhouse. Uh, and he talks to me, he's like, Hey, we want to offer you a, a, a scholarship. And he's like, you know, take time, think on it. Um, make sure you talk to your parents about it and stuff like that. And in the, in the back of my, like I said, I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, but in the back of my head, I was like, I mean, I can just tell you right now that I like, coming to say wow you know uh, but i'm so ecstatic and uh i'm actually so i met him at the movie theater in way park and then we drove to texas roadhouse from there so i'm leaving i get dropped off i'm leaving to go back to fargo and i'm like I, i'm dialing um 
Swanee's number on my phone because I want to, you know, I want to call Swanee and be like, hey, like I'm just committed to St. Cloud. Uh, and I'm calling Swanee. I'm not paying attention at all. And I smash a telephone pole with my car in the parking lot. Absolutely smash it. Because I'm like, I mean, they say taxing and driving is a bad thing, which it really is. Uh, and I don't do it at all. But that one time I was, I was so pumped up. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I got to tell Swanee. I got to tell Swanee. And I smash the telephone ball in the parking lot. And I'm like, Oh my God. So then I call my parents and I was like, Hey, uh, you got to come back. And they're like, what? I was just like, just come back and you'll see it. And I just remember my look, the look on their faces, like, what did you do? And I was like, I was trying to call Swanee. I was so excited. I ran to his pole. They're like, it's all right. Take our car back to Fargo. We'll figure this out. But so, yeah, you could say it was a dream come true. When I got the call, I was ecstatic. That's, I, I don't even know how to process that, to be honest with you. I, but, but, you know, transitioning here, I believe you're a business major at St. Cloud state, unless that's changed. Um, yep. All right. And then uh, um, you like to hunt, you like to fish, uh, you like to play guitar a little bit. So maybe you and Will Hammer could do a little bit of duet and kind of get her going. Uh, But Spencer, the reason I want to mention music here a little bit and transitioning topics to something that uh, we kind of talked about pre-show, the effects of music on the brain can be a very intriguing thing, especially when it comes to speech. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, if you've noticed uh, potentially in this episode or just in general with the multitude of interviews that Spencer has done, um, Spencer, uh, you do have a stutter. And uh, coming from my background as a speech language pathologist, the best that I can relay this for the fans, um, and I thank you again for giving me permission and kind of talking me through this pre-show, essentially is that when most of us think about saying something, we formulate that thought in our brain. And then we send that thought through the motor nerves to our mouth and our mouth essentially says what we're thinking. And for people who stutter at various points, uh, for some reasons, sometimes it's anxiety, but for other people, they just quite not sure, not quite sure um, that motor connection sometimes gets uh, blocked for a little bit when you're trying to say something. Uh, Spencer, the fact that you uh, are a St. Cloud State captain, a leader on this team, basically in your hometown, someone who is able to grow up with a stutter and become a captain at a Division One university. One, what was that journey like for you? I mean, did you ever get picked on as a kid? And what would you say to kids who are playing sports in your similar position who may have a speech impediment like that? Um, kind of how to go about it and things that you learned along the way. Yeah, for sure. I always, you know, it's not a huge deal to me. Like I think I told you uh, pre-show. Um, I don't know why I have it. I have it. Like you just said, uh, whatever you just said, but that makes sense. To me. <laughs> but uh, you know, my teammates, my friends, they sometimes give me crap for it, but I know that it's all in good fun and it's all, you know, they, those guys love me. And uh, you know, it's, sometimes gets on my nerves just a little bit. If someone random, you know, goes like, you know, Oh, like, what are you, like, what are you saying? Like, why are you stuttering? You know, but that doesn't happen too much. And, um, you know, I think the hardest part, um, or, you know, I was kind of self self-conscious about it growing up. Cause you know, you play on all these different sports teams for hockey and, uh, baseball and, all my teammates in Sartell, you know, knew who I was and uh, knew that I had a stutter. So they were very, very respectful about it. And it's, you know, it was all good, but 
then when you go on summer teams and travel teams and stuff like that, you obviously are with new people and stuff like that. So every team I w- I've, I've been on and, you know, you go, you go through a lot of triple A teams and stuff. And it's always like, I'm, you know, I was always kind of the shy kid um, being on those teams. And I was kind of self-conscious because, you know, I didn't want to talk because I stutter, you know, and then kids would be like, you know, what are you saying? You know, like, why do you stutter? But then over, over time they would realize like, Oh, he like, he has a stutter. Like it's no big deal. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I think I maybe thought it was more of a big deal than they actually did at, at some points, you know? Um, but now it's, you know, it's all good. I don't know why, like I said, I don't know why I stutter and, um, if, you know, if I was a kid, um, and I had a speech, um, impediment, is that, yep. yep. um, I would just say like, just be yourself. Like you are, it makes you who you are, you know, um, I stutter and that's part of who I am, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to own that and I'm going to, you know, it is what it is. And if people don't like it, then don't talk to me, I guess, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, I, it's not like I try to, you know, it's not like I try to, it's not like I, you know, want to, but it makes me who, who I am. And, um, it's, you know, it's cool to, it's cool to see how good people are though. You know, when they know it, when they notice it, you know, you can tell when, people know, know, notice it, but they don't, you know, they don't say anything. They just, you know, move on. And that's, you know, that's cool to see. And I would just say, if, like, a, like I said, if you're a kid and you have a, a speech, just be yourself own it. You know, nobody's, you know, if people make fun of you, then they're not the people that you want to be around anyways. You know what I mean? So um, that's about all I got to say, but it's, you know, all my teammates and stuff like that, they, they're, they're respectful. Um, and you know, it's sometimes in the huddle before games, I'm the guy that gives the, you know, the short little speech and I'm usually pretty good about it. Cause I'm comfortable around all those guys, but there's sometimes we're all, I'll stutter or whatever. And I'll just be like, ah, you know, uh, but they, you know, they don't say anything. They just, you know, they're all ready, ready for the game. And, um, but it's, you know, it, it comes and goes and, it's, it, it used to be worse and now it's, now it's better. So, uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, just be yourself, you know, own, own it because that's who you are. So. Yeah. And it's a common misperception that it has something to do with intelligence and it doesn't at all. Uh, and I also kind of think it's uh, um, really sweet about the fact that uh, even if you go to those triple A teams and they're like, Oh, that kid stutters. Well, you're really good at hockey Spencer. So it's kind of a, you know, that's a good thing to fall back on that, uh, you know, being good at hockey. It's like, well, guy may stutter, the guy may not, but he just T dragged around three guys and put the pocket in the back of the net. So uh, no worries on that. But uh, you were named captain, you know, this year in your junior year, I, uh, the first junior captain since I believe Jimmy Schultz uh, a couple of years ago, essentially. Um, can, can you kind of relay to us a little bit uh, what it essentially um, is like to um, be a captain on this team, what it meant to be named captain uh, on, on this group and uh, kind of maybe describe your leadership style a little bit for us, for someone who is maybe more of a shy kid growing up. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously I'm going to say this again, but it's a dream come true. Like I've, I've wanted to lead this team. I've wanted to captain this team since I was a kid. Uh, and it's an absolute dream come true. And, you know, all these guys, it's easy to be a captain around them. You know, we have so many leaders, we have so many 
older guys and even the young guys too, that step in the room and want to get better. So when you have a group like that and you have a culture like that, it's not hard to, you know, tell guys, you know, let's go do this or let's go do that. Let's make sure we're doing this. Um, so it's such a good group to lead. And um, I'm, you know, it's actually kind of emotional too, to talk about because like I've dreamt of this my whole life and, uh, to be able to wear the sea every, every night and I, I step on that, that, that ice, I'm just so blessed. And, uh, it's, it's so much fun. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Cause like now, if you would talk to all my buddies and all my teammates and stuff like that, they would be like, Spenny shy, like not a, not a chance, you know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's kind of funny how I grew out of that shell just, a, just, just a little bit, but, uh, I would say my lead, my lead, my leadership style going off of that point is, you know, I'm not, I'm not that shy kid anymore. Um, but you know, I like to just be, be, be positive in the locker room. And, uh, you know, I like to lead by example, you know, I use my voice a lot too, but I think my main leadership style is to lead by example, you know, every day in practice, you're, you're showing up, you're the first, you're the first one on, you're the first one's off type type mentality or sorry, first one on last one off mentality. And, um, you know, I think it, you know, it stems from, you know, my dad and my parents too, like get better every day. Like we have, we have optional hours, um, and stuff like that. And, you know, if I don't go, I feel bad about myself, you know? So it's kind of that leadership and lead by example. And, um, you know, I would never expect someone else to do something that, you know, I wouldn't, you know, like if someone else wants to work, work out more, you know, you know, I, I want to do that too, you know, so I'm not gonna, you know, it's a lead by example type of style. And I'm someone that if you need to talk to, you can easily come up to me and, you know, if freshmen, sophomores, you know, don't be shy. Like I'm, I'm just a, you know, that's what I try and portray is, if you have something going on, whether it's school, life, hockey, like talk to me, I'll work, I'll work you through it, you know, um, lead by example and be someone that they can look up to and, and talk to. Yeah. Well, I find you super scary, Spencer. So I, I have, I have only two more questions for you. I'll ask one and then see if Nick has a couple of questions here. Uh, moving to the off ice piece a little bit. Uh, you're at the Herbrooks national hockey center right now in the player lounge. Uh, but what is your living situation like? And uh, you know, who are you with? What do you guys like to do in your free time? And what does Spencer Meyer uh, kind of like to just hang out and chill and do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so we live at the hub. We call our house the hub. Um, and it's actually, uh, 1126. Actually, I'm not going to say our address just because, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we're actually, say we're not the FBI. What the heck is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're actually just down the road from the, uh, from the rink. So it's probably four minute walk from our house. So it's perfect. Um, it's, so it's, it's, it's like a duplex. It's got four rooms on one side and then, uh, a separate house, but it's connected, um, four rooms on the other side. It's kind of like a lower and upper kind of deal, but it's, it's a really nice place. Um, on my side, it's myself. Uh, we needed someone to fill a room. So I actually was fortunate enough to invite a buddy from Sartell to live with us. Um, so it's my buddy, myself, uh, Nick Perbix and Brandon Bushy. I think, you know, 
we did the the D on one side and the forwards on the other side when we moved out of the dorms. That was our thought process. Because on the other side, it's Sam Henches, Nolan Walker, and Micah Miller, along with uh, Jackson Caster, the goalie. So those are those are uh, the two the two houses that we live in. Um, I would say for the most part, we're usually all in one house together, um, unless we're at night. We always like whether we're playing shell or NBA against each other. Um, we're always doing something. Uh, we, uh, we actually all get memberships at Wapakata when, uh, when the season's done or the weather starts to warm up, uh, we always go golfing. Um, we actually watched, uh, do you guys know the show? We watched as a house throughout the winter. Um, we finished it probably a month ago. We've seen o- Ozarks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great, great show. show. Unbelievable show. Uh, we watched that together. So we like, we like to find new shows to watch together. Um, have you seen uh, Yellowstone recently? Just about to say that I actually, um, so in my, in like my personal free time, I usually like to go to bed a bit er- 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 earlier than the guys do, uh, which I get a lot of crap for, but um, it'll be like 8.30 or 8.39 and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go lay down in my bed and watch t- t- TV and just relax. And uh, so I've just finished Yellowstone season three, just finished it. And I can't wait for season four. That show is unreal. It's amazing. That show is unreal. Uh, just finished it. Crazy ending to season mm-hmm. three. Um, super pumped to see what happens in season four. Uh, but other, other than that, um, that's who I live with. We like what's, to watch shows. I what, usually, I like I to say, shows. what's your uh, video game of choice? Are you, are you like, do you have a specialty or like, are you a big more like physical, like ping pong or like, what's, what's your, like if someone challenges Spencer Meyer to any event and you could like bet money on it, what are you picking? Cause you know, you're going to get some dough at the end of it. Um, I'm going to pick ping pong on that because I suck at video games. <laughs> I am horrible. I always like, I suck at Fortnite. I get blown out in shell. I'm, I'm just like, I'm not very good at video games. I'm not a video game guy. Uh, as I said before, you know, my dad would never let me play video games. <laughs> uh, so I'm not, I'm not a video game guy. i never got really big into video games. Um, I would say ping pong. I'm up there with the best on the team. Um, not to sound cocky, but I would challenge anyone on the, on the team for ping pong. Um, other than that, I would challenge people to fishing and hunting. If they wanted to compete in fishing and hunting, I would challenge them to that. Um, like for instance, it's getting nice outside. Uh, it's not negative 30. Um, so after practice, um, me and Brodzy and uh, Coxie and my dad and Minkle actually just went out uh, fishing the other day and we caught some crappies and stuff like that. So it was actually really fun. So we try to do stuff like that too. Um, you know, it's weird uh, with COVID and stuff and online school, um, you know, you're not in class, which has its positives and negatives. Negatives is it's harder to pay attention. Positives is, you can go fishing and hunting and do a lot of stuff after practice that you usually can't. So um, there's definitely positives and negatives to it, but so, yeah, I, I'm an out, outdoorsy guy. Um, and you know, these guys, I can't say enough how awesome this team is and like the culture, like put hockey aside of things, these, you know, they're the best guys you'll ever meet. And uh, it's pretty fun to live with them and just see what, goofy stuff goes on each day and 
like for instance, today, Bushy got cut in practice. He had to get stitches on his wrist or whatever. It's not anything bad, but um, I'm sitting at home and he texts me. He goes, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, at home. And he goes, I've been sitting in the ER for two and a half hours in the waiting room. And I think it's going to be another hour. So could you please bring me uh, noodles? So I got him noodles and brought him to the weight room. Like every day it's something new, you know? Um, I will do, uh, I guess, one more question for you, uh, Spencer. And again, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, this is playoff season now, right? This is the the season to kind of put it back to hockey, right? Because that's kind of what we do. Um, but uh, exciting times going up to uh, to Grand Forks. So you're going to be uh, at the Ralph Engelstead Arena, just, a, you know, all kidding aside, a gorgeous facility to be able to play uh, for the NCHC playoffs. But, you know, as captain of this team, you know, what's going to be your message to the guys, you know, throughout uh, these next uh, few games, you know, I guess, is there a certain speech that you want to give or some certain pointers? What's, what's some of the things you want to tell to the team before you, you, uh, I guess, get that onto the adventure of the postseason? Right. I think the, the main thing is just, I understand, you know, we're, very good team. Like go in there with some swagger, go in there with some confidence and um, know that if we play our game, we have a very good chance of winning. But also on the flip side, just know that it's not going to come. It's not just going to come to us. We have to play our game. It's playoff hockey. If you take a period off, you know, you might not be, you might not be there the next night. So it's a full 60 minutes of Husky hockey and that will put us in the best spot to win the game. Um, I think that's the, me- the message that I will re- relay to the guys and the guys know that too, for sure. Um, you know, it's a big week coming up this week. Um, and then we got the N- NCAAs too. So, I mean, it's, it's one and done now. That's, you know, I think that's the message every team has, you know, it's one and done. You either, you either play your game or you're going home. So it's, it's uh, you know, but that's, what's fun about sports and that's, what's fun about the playoffs. And, you know, that's why it's so fun to play on this team with the guys. Cause we all compete and we all want to win. And um, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Yeah, we're really excited as well. Uh, last question for you here, Spencer. And like Nick said, thank you for joining us. Uh, you've had, obviously, uh, just on a side note here, a lot of contributions from uh, your freshmen and your underclassmen and then uh, your upperclassmen, uh, especially the super seniors, uh, Cockrell and Donahue, getting the job done. I think this group potentially has that X factor. And you mentioned to us off show as well that you hope that Colorado College and Denver can make that trip so that you kind of get that game in on Friday before hopefully uh, winning and playing on Monday. But this is looking far, far ahead for Spencer Meyer, but when it's all said and done uh, and you play your final game in a St. Cloud State sweater, you did mention you're a business major. Do you have intentions of trying to play hockey after uh, your collegiate career, or do you have intentions, uh, I don't know, maybe owning a Bass Pro Shops in your future? No, no, I, I, I want to play hockey for sure. Um, you know, I, uh, I want to sign in the NHL and I want to play there. You know, that's what I want to do, and that's my goal. Um, if that doesn't happen, that doesn't happen. But right now I got, you know, that's what I want to do. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing. You know, I have, I have confidence that I can do that. Uh, but it's not going to come easy. You know, I, I got to work on a lot of things and I might not, you know, it might not come to me as soon as it comes to others, you know, but, um, I, 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 I want to play as long as I can. You know, I, I love the game. I want to play as long as I can. And, uh, I am a business major, but to be honest with you, uh, 
I have, if it's not hockey, I have zero idea what I want to do. So yeah. <laughs> fair. Well, let us know when you sign that multi-million dollar contract, I'll give you uh, the, the mailing address for the podcast here. Okay. <laughs> Spencer Meyer. Awesome. Well, guys, again, thank you very much, Spencer, Captain of City, Spencer Meyer. Uh, good luck again this week coming up. Uh, we do wish you and the team the best of luck. A great interview, and I uh, hope to be, have you back on Zoom, Spencer. Good luck the rest of the way. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you. If you're looking for more Huskies Warming House podcast content, there's a place for that. Visit us at huskieswarminghousepodcast.com and follow our Twitter page, at Warming House Den. For the latest news, notes, updates, prizes, and more. Don't forget you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and more. We also are on Google Podcasts and would love to hear your feedback on the show. Drop us a line at huskieswarminghousepodcast at outlook.com or leave us feedback in the feedback section of the Huskies Warming House podcast website. And finally, if you know any Huskies hockey alumni who would love to be on the show, let us know and we just might make it happen. Always a pleasure to have any men's hockey player on, but having the captain of the St. Cloud State men's hockey team on, uh, definitely an interesting treat on top of that. Uh, gee, I really hope the St. Cloud State men's hockey team plays like they did in the first 20 minutes. I know I talked to Spencer pre-show about uh, what this group can do if they do play like that for a full 60 minutes over the course of uh, a couple games moving into playoff time. Uh, Nick, what is your expectation for this team? And do you think that Spencer Meyer and company are going to deliver, hopefully, uh, coming up on Friday? Well, just a quick comment. So do they. They know that if they play like they did against UMD in the first 20 minutes of uh, Saturday's game, that they can, uh, you know, be very successful. They can beat probably almost any team in the country. It's going to be, a, you know, a win that they will earn. Um, expectations are, you know, to complete for at least an NCHC championship. And I do think, you know, we've talked about this before throughout the year, Noah, is that this team, between the mix of some of those older veterans and certainly some sensational younger players, especially, you know, a very sensational rookie, uh, with Vetti Mietnin. Uh, this team should have the balance. It's got the talent and I think the leadership to make a very deep push in the NCAAs, uh, but they got to take care of business in the NCHC. So I think that's at least the expectation from these fans. Um, I think it's the expectation within the group. And I, I think really this team could be primed for something special. Yeah, they're just kind of like that group that seems to have that X factor that you can't quite explain. But we're going to find out. 2.37 p.m. is the slated puck drop currently right now. St. Cloud and Colorado College. Hopefully Colorado College uh, does make it to the bubble as well as Denver uh, reeling from their COVID scares as well. Uh, but we wish the guys the best of luck and we'll have all the coverage for you. Uh, you know, our previews, our recaps, everything related to Huskies hockey. And we'll bid you adieu from episode number 52. How about that for a rhyme, Mr. Maxson, of the Healthy Scratch interview segment. <laughs>